Welcome to City on the Hill Game, a tabletop RPG podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, our uh, tabletop RPG podcast. We are currently playing some, I'm referring to it as 5e-ish D&D. It's sort of a loose 5e, but it, it's close enough. And uh, so yeah, when we, when we last left off, our four players were attempting to break into the mansion of Baron Telix, the uh, leader of the town of Liren, and they are attempting to figure out why he's up to no good, actual zero good, <laughs> um, why he's been sending goblins to attack people, and why he's trying to overthrow the king. So they are attempting to currently get into his heavily fortified mansion and fight him right right in the face just (laughs) fight him real good so they're gonna try and do that and uh i think we ended with you interrogating a guard uh for where the entrance where where like a side entrance to the the mansion that they you could get to easily was and he pointed you to this door you are now in front of yes that door is locked we have a key i believe i believe you do uh, so if you want to just straight up unlock it and go in, or if you want to do something else first, make with the, the, the doing of the things. Okay. If I have a suggestion, Petricor, would you like to examine this door first to make sure that there's nothing wrong with it? Maybe see if there's a trap or something on it. Because I would hate to go through the trouble of unlocking this door only for something horrible to happen. I don't know what yeah. you mean. That's totally not a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I could perhaps use some uh, perception. I don't know what else might be good. But yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll try me some perception on this. With a... And, uh, yeah, I, it's a five. I don't I don't know. It's a, good, it's a good door, Bronk. That's a yep, really very, strong door. Very solid door. Can I make a perception roll as well? You you are all free to make perception checks. Okay. <laughs> let me let me perceive how well I perceive. Well, I too will examine this door. <laughs> sure is a door. Look look at that real strong door. Um, nice mahogany. Yes. It's got an average of ten, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely. It's just it's great craftsmanship, and that was a, a the highest roll there was a twelve. Um, they really cut along the wood grain. It looks oh, it, it's it's sturdy. clean, man. It's clean. <laughs> it's a good door. Twelve out of ten. Yes, they don't make them like that anymore. No, no, they don't. It's it's real expensive. Long story short, you you really don't hear much of anything, um, and you really don't think there's anything wrong with the door. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Seems like a good door. All right. Okay. Well, I got if, some if... stealth, so shall I try and sneak in and, and wave you on if it's an all clear? Um. Yes, actually, if I I might make you... grab my character and I'm just gonna just in case. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna bravely stand in the back. Okay. I like it. Make that stealth check. <laughs> bravely run away. Ooh. Brave, brave, Sir Robin. Very nice, Jenna. That is a twenty-three. I like it. You are, you're inside. Yes. And I'm uh, sure melted through the door. Yeah, yes, more or less. I didn't even, I probably should have. Oh, actually, the door's on a different layer. Huh. Um, the door's staying put. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so much stealth. So stealthy. Uh, so you're in a room, kind of over here, and you see at the end of the hallway, there are three guards and another door. They have not noticed you, for what it's worth. Uh, ten or so squares away from them. I don't... I'm trying to look at the range on my weapons, because I'm not sure I've got... Your bow enough. should be yeah, fine. Yeah, bow should handle that. Bow's like so, 120, I think. So if I, if I attack them with my bow, because I'm super stealthy, am I going to get my... Uh, a little bonus for that? Your, your sneak attack? Yes. Yep. All right, your, and then your I extra two d six. 
yes, I want an extra 2d6, and then I can invite my, my compatriots in, but I'm afraid that they will spoil the, the ruse, yes. That is totally fine. All right, so I'm going to use my uh, short bow, and there we go, 18. Okay, yeah, you do hit. Okay, and let me get some d6 plus 14. Uh, and then your extra, so it's it's your regular d6 plus 3 plus 2 more d6, so add another d6 to that. Okay, so... So when you when you sneak attack, you roll one d six plus three for the for the short bow, yeah, and then add two d six to it. Oh, plus zero two d six plus nothing. Uh, yeah, or uh, just yeah, just two d six plus nothing. So I, if you want to okay. do it when you're sneak attacking, just roll it as three d six plus three. Yeah. Okay, just, I got it. right now you're just short one, so just roll one d six. Yes, I'm with ya. There you go. Okay, 19. so that is 19 total damage. Um, that guard is just just not even there anymore. It's just pinned to the wall. Yes, you just straight Gosh. up this one. Oh, I should probably actually show you where he is. Um, reveal that area of the map. There we go. Uh, so he's part of that wall back there. Yes, he's now just just not even there anymore. You just he became part of the door. Yes. Frank, Frank, where are you, Frank? Well, <laughs> and he's just gone. Um, these two guards do now know where you are. And... I'm a holler for my buddies now since, I mean, yes. there's no more stealthiness to have. Hey, no. guys, you should come and enjoy me. I already took care of one. You guys can take care of the rest. <laughs> so I need everyone to make me an initiative roll, please, because it's time for... William is on it right there. I like that. <laughs> it's time to go. Wow. Ah, yeah. All right. Let's Woo! do this the right Get way. Get some. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Jenna, Jenna used all of it right there at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. She is yeah. no longer moving that fast. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Daniel, it is your yeah. time, sir. All right. I am going to move me off to this side so other people can get in and, you know, distract from the horrible thing I'm about to do to them. Okay. Um, <laughs> because they're standing so far away, sure. um, I think I'm just going to just go ahead and unload um, Burning Hands. Okay. Go for it. All right. So. Oh, so they just make a dex throw. <laughs> they just have to make a dex save. Yeah, I think that... So that 15-foot cone starts from where you are. No, it, uh, let me double-check. Uh, range? Self. Oh, right. Start, yes. It starts from you and goes Sorry. I, to All right, and in that case, they're far enough away, I'll just use a magic missile. Okay. Or your firebolt would work also. Yeah. Um, so I'll pick him, and I'll just okay. hit him with the uh, doing the 3d4 plus 3. Yes. All right. Let's do that. We'll just go ahead and drill him here. So. Okay. Very good. He's also not there anymore. All right. Well. Yeah. I, I just yell back. There's one left. Uh, William, it is Grio's turn. So I can move thirty, right? Yeah. So like one, two, three, four, five. You can move to like right there. Uh, and then you can throw the spear. That's fine. Okay, I guess I will do that. Okay. Absolutely, and that does hit. All right, so I do a 1d6 plus 3 and a 1d4 with the Brute. Yes, Brute does add, add that extra d4. Very good. So here's the d4. That was Ew. nice. Plus 6, so 7. Okay. Uh, he looks terrible. Uh, but he is still standing and he is going to charge you and not hit nope. not hit at all um, so he takes like a real solid swing at you and just completely misses <laughs> uh, let's see 
I believe it is Biggs. Your turn, Zach. All righty, I'm gonna get my beard on, and uh... wait, you have to put that on. <laughs> well, you know, it was a uh... don't give away the secret. It's an action. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I'm gonna use my uh, my spiritual weapon, but I need a little bit of uh, guidance and. Uh, understanding how to use it appropriately. Okay. Uh, let me look. I looked at that one the other day. I actually, that seems like a sweet, sweet thing. Okay, so you create a floating weapon within range that lasts for, let's see, I believe it's up to one minute currently. Um, and when you do, you can make a melee attack using the weapon uh, at a creature within five feet of it. And then it takes uh, 1d8 plus your, I think your spellcasting ability is wisdom. So whatever your wisdom modifier is, I believe it's plus two. Plus three. Oh, plus three. Perfect. Okay. Oh, you have 16. That's right. Yeah. And the awesome thing about the spiritual weapon is it attacks as a bonus action. So like casting, it takes your action, but then it can attack. And the next turn you can attack and it can attack. What he said. Wow. That's awesome. That's what makes Spiritual Weapon good. It seems real sweet, actually. Uh, So if you want to do that... um, Now, I will say, he only has... I wonder if it's kind of overkill for this uh, fellow here. I would say yes. He only has one hit point left, and you guys have four attacks before he goes again. Probably. (laughs) But also, um, your Spiritual Weapon takes the shape of whatever your deity's weapon is. So that's going to be fun. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like serious mace to the face yeah if it's a mace then yeah it's like a giant Gigantic floating mace because I believe your mace and this kind of goes back to I think like maybe the first or second session uh, your mace is actually special um, it was modified by the uh, blacksmith in the town you guys started in Yes, and you can throw your mace Yes. yes. You you have a throwing throwing mace. As as to your your specific DD for the game, we're uh, we're actually going to get to that later because I you may or may not come up in this this session. Um, okay. How we're how we're handling that? But uh, if you want to throw that mace, throw that mace. I'm going to throw the mace to the face. Throw it right at his head. Very good, sir. That does hit, and gone. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So you, the beard. you step in and just <laughs> just chuck it. And he looks real surprised. And then he falls over. <laughs> so at the end of this very ornately uh, decorated hallway, um, there's another door. Is it mahogany? Uh, sure. <laughs> we'll have to do a perception check to find out. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we have to. <laughs> yes. You you can't find out unless you make a perception check. Uh, it's a very uh, pretty wood that you, you need to know. Oh, big nose. Perceive this. I'm, I'm not even going to roll now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get the battle out. <laughs> okay, so make me make me those sweet, sweet perception checks. All right, we have uh, everybody but Daniel. Uh, there's, there's, there's no point. You rolled a 19. Okay, that's fine then. <laughs> um, you do... The door is not does not appear to be trapped in any way, uh, but you do hear people moving behind the door. But is it mahogany? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, yes, it is mahogany. I forgot. I forgot to make that specification. Um, yes, it is. Well, uh, I can try and sneak in this thing again. That worked last time. I can try that. How yeah. close to the door do they seem to be? Good question, Because if that thing opens in and we can kick that door open. Like, we might take out a couple people. Are we, are we going to okay. pull an old shock and awe? Like, just flashbang him? That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, I tell you what, you kick the door the you and guys work. You kick the door, I'll do the flashbang. <laughs> I've got just the thing for that. I, I never cease to be amazed by how you guys work. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, uh, they do not appear to be very close to the door. Strategy oh, is, is the main factor here. Yes. I was really looking forward to uh, experiencing Daniel's flashbang. Yep. Yes. It's a. 
yeah, currently, currently they are not. You you just you hear what sounds like people in a in a pretty large room. Oh, well, maybe we want Kitty over here to. Would, um, you got what a nine? You got a nineteen bigs. Uh, they don't all sound human. Interesting. You actually you recognize the um. I don't want to say dialect. You recognize the um, sort of the more guttural sounds of of one of them. You've heard them before, several times. Could it be goblin? It, maybe not quite goblin. Similar to goblin. Hmm. Oh no. Like like larger. What do we want to do, Biggs? I can sneak in there, or if you want to pull a shock and awe, you and. Uh... Lucille back there, I suppose he can be good for something. Well, I suppose your sneaky stuff worked last time, so we'll give it a try. And Liesl says quietly to the back, I'm good for a lot of things. <laughs> uh, just just to be safe, before we uh, bust open the door, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put mage armor on myself while we have like half a second. Okay. Absolutely. All right. What does that increase your AC to? Uh, Just for my own edification. Let's see. That would be 13 plus dex. Ooh, 13 plus dex. Good night. Yeah. I didn't know it went up that far. Uh, yeah. That was my stealth. That was a stealth. Okay. So you guys are... Just just pretend this room, the room you're in, backs up to the back of, of where you're at now. All right, so Jenna, that was your stealth check? Okay, so you stealth. kind of you kind of slide, kind of sneak into this really nice room, and you see, it's a very large, um, you would almost equate it to like a throne room. It is very similar to the room you guys uh, meet with when you meet the Duchess. And uh, let's say you're you're hiding behind that large column right there. All right. And on the other side of that column, you hear not like directly on the other side, uh, but near you in the room, you hear voices. Um, make me a perception check. Eighteen. 18. Very good. All right. So uh, you see, uh, you're you're actually in quite a large large room. And you see three figures standing next to a throne. You see a very heavily armored, what looks like just kind of another guard. Um, you see another creature you've seen recently, but not super recently. You see a hobgoblin. Shrink him down. Oh, so he's okay, like that's better. Gigantic. Jeez. Sorry, yeah. That figure starts real big uh, in... Up? In roll twenty, I needed to resize him. I'm sorry. A huge hobgoblin. Yeah, he's just he's just gigantic. Um, he actually still takes up four squares. There we go. That's better. <laughs> now he's not that menacing, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Went down a couple size classes. Yes. Uh, and this hobgoblin reminds you of the ones from the Red Sootskell tribe. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's carrying weapons. He looks like he probably operates more like Liesel does. Um, and he's not actually looking at you. He's looking at this uh, gentleman in the middle with the large sword and the bow. Uh, and he is not quite as heavily armored as the guard. He looks like he's more of a an agile, regal figure. Maybe like a baron or something. And they have not noticed you, but they are... Um, you, you do hear them speaking. And the, uh, the hobgoblin... Uh, sir, we we've exhausted most of most of the goblin forces. We I, I don't know that we can maintain this these these constant attacks. Well, that's almost unacceptable, Liu. I if I'm going to create the kind of disruption I need to, I need your goblins. I need them to continue with what they've been doing, and this this is unacceptable. And the the hobgoblin kind of steps back a little bit because who you're assuming I guess at this point is Baron Telix kind of points his sword at the hobgoblin 
Mm. When as he's speaking to him, and he's like, uh, "I I will see if there are other tribes in the area we can recruit. I I will I will do what I can." But th- this is those I, I don't know who those four are, but they're causing a lot of problems. I don't think my assassins dealt with them. How would you like to proceed? So, uh, I, I sneak back through the door and okay. relay the conversation and the layout of the room to my fellows. Um, so, so guys, I think if, if you magic-y types want to go in there and, and do some shock and awe, you may be able to get in and, and make it happen before they see us, but... We might also want to get in and try and turn the hobgoblin to our side. He might just run away if we offer him his life. And uh, do we want to kill this baron or do we want to hogtie him and drag him back to uh, talk to our duchess? I, I believe we weren't uh, sent here as executioners or assassins. Uh, I believe we should... Uh... We pretty much caught him red-handed. Uh, I think we at least need to give the opportunity to turn himself in. And if he resists, then, you know, what what happens will happen. But we should give him the chance. So who wants to go and announce our graceful party, then? Uh, well, I, I seem to be the talkative one of the bunch, so I might as well. Okay, so do you guys just kind of saunter in, or... I'm going to oh. sneak behind this in case things go south. I might be able to get a upper hand if they kind of like Okay, yeah, there. yeah. No, you, you, all right. So, Petrichor, you hide. Uh, you gentlemen just follow in behind me. Uh, act like I'm really important, and I'm just going to walk in like I own the place. It's going to be great. Well, I think it's going to be the change for you. All right. So, um, uh, first, I'm going to use uh, press the digitation to to make like make like a low level fog, like dry ice fog, like rolling out. <laughs> okay. When I come in, and I'm just going to like throw the doors open and look like as respl- like like clean myself up and look as resplendent as I can as I walk in there. Right, Jenna, are you going in first to hide again? Oh yes, please do. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and make me another stealth check. Okay. I like the fog machine. That's a nice touch. That is. That is a very. Nice I wasn't ready for that. Go big or go home. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you, Jenna, when you walk in, the hobgoblin kind of turns. You don't think he saw you, but you think he maybe heard something. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming you guys just kind of will we'll go like that. Yeah, we're gonna do this. It's gonna be great. Don't worry about it. It's That'd fine. Be and then. So if I can Out of character, the ignore the fact that I have zero in charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drop like a mist over you. Is that like what you're shooting for? Yeah, yeah that, like like just rolling out. Like as like as the door opens, I just want like this is the fog rolling out and I just walk in. <laughs> okay, I like it. Um, yeah, just this, that. Not, nothing, nothing crazy, just, just for a nice effect. Okay, sure. We'll go with it. I, I, I like the... I like the majesty of it all. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So we will. So the three of you kind of waltz in very intentionally, we'll go with. Um, yeah. And he, the first one to see you is the hobgoblin, and he kind of nudges uh, Telex, and Telex looks up. Who are you? And well. where did the. With the smoke and the what? Okay, fine. Why are you in my throne room? Well, Baron, it seems we caught you red-handed, as it were, with these cavorting around with these goblins and hobgoblins. I tell you what, I'm feeling generous at my whims. So, why don't you indulge my capricious nature? I'll give you the chance to offer yourself before the king and plead for his mercy for conducting these goblin raids. Or you can try your fate against us, but I doubt that it will succeed. Why would I beg for mercy from the man I intend to... Very interesting. Um, hmm. Well, yes. Well, it seems like those 
assassins really didn't last very long, did they? I guess I guess you underestimated us. I hope you don't do it again. So it seems. Well, I, I can't very well beg for mercy from the man I intend to overthrow and replace. So, I will simply assume he sent you to kill me and use it to further fuel my campaign. Very well, sir. We shall I'll bring, I'll bring flowers to your grave. Oh, I pity the fool. <laughs> yes. It was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it was Mr. T. <laughs> That's what I get for signing his name T. That was on me. That was my decision. I made that decision, and it was a poor decision. I regret it still, but that's okay. Something, right. something, Rocky Three reference. Something, something, correct. All right. Uh, if you guys will, roll me that sweet, sweet initiative. 21. All right. Petricor with a very to... solid 21. 18. Uh, he smiles and uh, ignore the fact that he's. Wait, let's. There we go. Shrink him back to just one square. I don't. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. lower. He's. He kind of. He looks at you and, and smiles and we'll move one, two, three, four, five, and come say hi. So glad I cast Mage Armor. Yeah, that I think that's probably going to be super helpful, honestly. Um, that's a 25. Oh. To hit. Oh, yeah, um, that hits. Oh, geez. Oh. You take 10 damage, Daniel. Oh. Oh, my. Wow. Well, I'm at 10. It's a good wow. thing. Hey, you guys got a lot of hit points by the time you got to third level. You, you're, you're in decent shape still. You're fine. Everything is fine. Fine's a strong word. <laughs> All right, and it is now... I think it's actually your turn now. No, it's Petricor's turn, excuse me. It's my turn, and, and you know, I might give Liesl a lot of crap, but he's a member of our party, and no one treats a member of our party like that, so... Absolutely. He doesn't know I'm here. The ogre might have heard me, but I would like to do some sneaky damage on this man. Make that sneaky damage. <laughs> okay, um, let's see... All right. Tw yeah. Oh, mercy. Yes. That 100% hits. That was a 24. Um, and so this will be uh, with your sneak attack. 3d6 plus 3. Make it happen. Yes. Okay. Um, he takes that arrow very square in the chest uh, and kind of looks around, surprised. Nobody messes with my people. He hears that from behind the column. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Just... <laughs> I thought there were... Okay. Ow. Um, he looks like he's not in, like, great shape, but not in the worst shape either. Why, Baron, did I just see you quiver? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was... Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was yep. Yeah. Huh? All right. I, say, uh, I start coughing up blood. <laughs> so it is now the guard's turn, um, and he moves to here, and he will throw a spear at. Uh, he will throw his spear at. Throw it at Grio. That is a fifteen. Nope. That does not hit you. Nope. Uh, Lisa, it is your turn. Whew! I'm glad he didn't pick that spear to throw at me. All right. Ah. Uh, I now if you we haven't really talked about this a whole lot um but if you move like directly far away from him he will get an attack of opportunity if you move I think it's if you move more than like one square yeah can I just disengage and use my action to disengage and move back without having to provoke an attack of opportunity uh you could or you can also just like I may be remembering this from a different system frankly but I think you can make uh, like a five, like take what's called a five foot step and just kind of shift back and then still be able to attack. Okay. I think the way D&D rules allow, like if I use my action to disengage, I can move back without an attack. But that means I don't get a spell or anything this turn. I mean, if you're okay with that, I'm fine with it. Yes. Yeah. And then it'll so, allow you to completely clear out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just move. I will, I will bravely um, just move like straight back to like here 
right. The uh, the hobgoblin will he uh, his hand kind of lights up with fire, and he throws that fire at Grio and misses terribly. <laughs> Seven doesn't remotely hit you. Amateur. He almost gets Liesel in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, and uh, Grio, it is actually your turn. All right. So you have you have several enemies within range of you. And I will attack. And... Ooh, no. Uh, that does miss. Uh, and I believe, Biggs, it is now your turn. All right. I am going to have a spiritual encounter with my mace. Okay. Spiritual weapon. <laughs> So I'm assuming you want it next to Telex. Yes, that would be awesome. Okay, so roll your normal attack. Like your normal two hit. Mm. Switch back to the screen. Oh, that's a natural one. Alright, you you swing and miss wildly. Or well the the magical weapon swings and, and misses wildly. Um this is your first time using it and it's gonna You guys need I to get you gotta get in realize tune. how hard it would be to use something that big. Yes. And that you're not actually holding, um, so you're gonna you're gonna have to get in tune with it. But it is still there. Um, it will last for essentially the rest of this combat. Well, that's good. Um, now, doesn't it like? Uh, am I misreading this in terms of like getting a second attack, or is it like uh, a if bonus you wanted, action? Uh, that that, was, so that's a that bonus action. action. Um, well, when you, so you get to actually use it immediately when you the turn you cast it. And then, okay. as a bonus action, you can uh, move it and repeat the attack uh, against a creature within five feet of it. So I think that actually means what 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 happens is you casting it is your action. So the attack is your bonus action. Oh, I got well, you. But the turn okay. you cast it, you also get to attack with it without oh. using the bonus action. Oh, I cool. got you. It actually makes one the turn you cast it. So if you want to go ahead and use your bonus action, but I think it uses the same. So it go ahead, and, go ahead. And, I don't. Well, it says repeat the attack against a creature. So go ahead and go ahead and roll it again. Okay, I'm getting better. That you're you're getting closer. Um, <laughs> that still does miss though. Okay. Uh, and it is I'll his get turn you again. Next time, gadget. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> next time. Yeah. There you go. Much better. Just like that. Um, for you, those of you, I don't know, under the age of like twenty, um, <laughs> we'll not get that reference. They'll probably not get that. Go 20, look up Inspector that, Gadget. Um, the that cartoon. cartoon came out in the eighties, right? Is it that old? My gosh. Okay. Yeah. Because like it was still on when I was a kid, so probably anyone under the age of twenty, what eight, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Good like... night. Okay. We'll go look up the Inspector Gadget cartoon. It's actually pretty good. Um, it was it was a good time back in the day. It was very uh, classic. Now I've got the theme song in my head. Me too. <laughs> right. Um, for copyright purposes, that'll stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get fifteen seconds. Oh, is it fifteen? Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Well, there was a. Yep. All right. So it's his turn. People are disappearing and shooting him with arrows, and there's a mace standing next to him. <laughs> like just a mace, not a person, just a mace standing there. Ooh. And it's kind of floating, and the whole thing's he's real confused. Um, Justice reigns from above. Ooh, I like that. Alright, so he's he's gonna try and uh he's gonna try and hit Grio as the only like living thing next to him. Uh <laughs> does twenty hit you, William? Yes. Okay, you take ten damage. Okay. Ooh. He Ooh. uh he has a really nice sword, and he just kind of, yeah, right at you. And now it is Petricor's turn again. All right. Hey, I have a question. Is this pillar flat topped? Like, is it open on the top, or is it all the way to the ceiling? Uh, all the way to the ceiling. Okay. All right. Never mind, then. <laughs> <laughs> Would you... Um... Okay, wait, so me... everyone knows where I am, so yes. I can't stealth it up, huh? But well, see, my question is, if I climbed the pillar some, would that like bust up their thinking they know where I am? And then can I have my my bottom claws anchored while I shoot? Because climbing is now free for me because I'm just that awesome. 
Right. So actually, let me look at... You may not even have to go that route with it. You have the ability not just to climb as a free, or not, like, for where climbing um, is a normal movement speed for you, but you can also hide as a free action. Um, okay. So you would not... You could use the hide action. Um, yeah. It would not give you your sneak attack, but it would give you advantage on your attack. So you'd get to roll the attack twice. Excellent. You just would only get the regular damage. Okay, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, kind of climb up this pillar and hide my location from these goons. And then I'm going to peek out and lob some arrows at them. Yes! Natural 20. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you kind of shimmy up the, the side of the pillar with your claws and then just kind of like wrap your legs around it and lean out. And you shoot him with an arrow. Uh, so that is a natural 20. So you will roll, you will double your damage. So roll 2d6 plus 3. That's beautiful. And 11. Oh, mercy. Okay, he, you just constant arrows. <laughs> He's not happy. He, he takes that one... And he, he's still standing, but he's not in good shape. You have hit him squarely twice. Yes. And he's still not sure where the arrow's coming from. He's, he's not super happy about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so his, the guard, he's going to try and position himself between where he thinks. Let me, let me do that. Okay. Uh, he's going to position himself between where he thinks the arrows are coming from and Telex to sort of try and defend his, his boss. And he's going to get up here. Um, he, he has a rough idea where you are. He can sort of see you hanging on the pillar. Mm -hmm. And he's he's still going to attack Grio, but he's going to put himself between you and Telex in hopes of, of protecting his boss. Does that hit you, William? Ooh. It's a 22. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, uh, you take six. Oh. All right. Uh. And yeah, he comes in with a mace and just kind of... I won't say to the face, because that's copywritten. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he gets you good. And yeah. uh, Lisa, what is your turn? Yeah. Yeah, I, so... see, I see you measuring distance. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Can you move me up to like here? Like 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 there? Yeah. Okay. I don't like how that sounds. And yeah, sure. <laughs> that gives that gives me a nice fifteen foot cone and I can go around uh Grio because I have the spell shape for Okay, okay, sure. We're we're gonna try burning down the house. <laughs> Alright. Uh Sweet. So I just get to roll 3d6 fire damage. Oh, okay. And I make, they each make dexterity saves. Yeah, they get to make dex saves. All right. So. Oh, whoops. Uh, ignore that. Okay. That was not. That was not 3d6. Um, no. And that is versus your. Uh, it's uh, spell uh, DC 13. 13. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Yeah. Neither of them make their saves. <laughs> and they right. take just eight fire damage to each of them. Just do it. Okay. Uh, so you you put a real good hit on the guard, and Telex actually falls over. You don't think he's dead, but he falls over. And as soon as you hit the guard, the or the as soon as you hit Telex, like the guard. You hit the guard, but he almost doesn't seem to notice. He's he just his immediate reaction is that you've hit Telex. Baron, I no. Kinda, I kind of loud whisper to Liesel that now might be the time for, for like, you know, getting the other bad guys on our side while we hogtie their leader. Uh, if you want to say something, go for it. It is actually as soon as you're done, it is the hobgoblin's turn again. If you stand down now, we might spare your pathetic lives. That was very convincing. It was, it was aggressive, too. I like it. Um, I am going to need you to make me some kind of check, though. 
No, my weakness. <laughs> but his words were so strong. <laughs> my weakness actually and backing up him, what I'm saying. I will give him a bonus for that. Oh, thank goodness. But I do still need you to make... like an, I almost don't even... like. Are you, are you trying to persuade them or are you trying to intimidate them? Um, for you, I well, think it's kind of a neutral. I have I have the same bonus for each. <laughs> okay, so roll. So a roll charisma. and add plus three. Sweet. And we will see what happens. Well, the guy just did burst into flames. He did. That helps. The hobgoblin looks a little unsure at this point, and he kind of takes a step back and lowers his hands. Uh, you've done nothing to dissuade the guard, but you're not sure you could have if you wanted to. He he will staunchly defend the Baron to his his bitter end. Well, now it's time for aggressive negotiation. Yeah. Uh, and now it is Grio's turn, since the Hobgoblin is going to delay his action, and Grio is free to aggressively negotiate. We're not attacking the one that's. Yeah, uh, this this guy over here near the near the big s- throne seat. He uh, not attack. He, he's backed off. You don't know what he's going to do, but he has backed off. Okay. All right. So I will just attack. Okay. Uh, you're attacking the guard. Yes. Okay. Go for it. I Actually, I wonder if I should do a second wind before I do that. Can I do both? Uh, I, think, I think second wind is actually a bonus action. Yes, it is. So you can do both. Yes, sir. So you roll 1d10 and add your fighter level, which is 3. So roll 1d10 plus 3. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's worth doing now. I'll just do it. Can't hurt anything. Okay, so 5 back. Okay. And you were down 16? Yes, so I'm at 17. Okay. Right now. Uh, so And you are still good to attack if you would like to. Okay, I might as well. 16. Yes! Go for it. Alright, well, total. Okay, absolutely. Um, You run your spear through the guard, and as he falls, he he almost kind of tries to put himself between you and Telex as he falls, (laughs) and then he just kind of drops. (laughs) You may consider combat over. Woohoo! The hobgoblin... Uh, everyone make me perception checks. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That was a natural one. Um, the hobgoblin tries to, uh, sneak out and trips and falls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna run away. Well, no. Uh, hi. All right. Uh, Real quick, can I just use, um... A cantrip of mage hand and just like grab his cloak. Oh, and kind of pull him backwards. And just, and just kind of hold it. I, I'm mean, it's not strong enough to like pull him, but it's enough to like. Yeah, that's fine. No, I don't have a problem with that. You got, you kind of grab him, and he just kind of. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna go, if that's fine. Um, yeah, or I think, I think we need you as a witness. I. Uh, hmm. uh, I said I'd spare your life. Okay. He, he kind of comes back over here. I'm just going to remove the guard because he's... Don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, put the mace next to Biggs. Um, I like that thing. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, fine. What, what do you need me for? When we go back to the king, we need someone to uh, back us up here with with the what Telex has been doing. Or maybe just, uh, I, th- I think we could be okay with maybe a personal token from this hobgoblin as evidence of goblin involvement with Telex. Hmm. That would be enough to go before the king, I believe. You believe if you take the hobgoblin before the king, the hobgoblin will probably be killed. Ooh. Well, yes, but if, if we have some sort of token from the hobgoblin, then... You believe that would probably suffice? Yeah. That, um, that was the idea. He gives you... So you remember the mage, the the goblin mage tokens you guys got early on? Yes. He gives yeah. you one like that. 
But this one's nicer. Um, it's like actually made of metal. It's got a bright red symbol on it. It's very shiny. Um, and he almost seems a little hesitant to give it to you. It's sort of a... You, you think it's very personal. Uh, but he, he hands it hands it to you, Liesl, and um, I may leave. I believe that would suffice. Very well. He hands it to you. Also, take your armies and go far away. Because if we see you in this territory again, we will eradicate you. So be it. And he walks out. I'll let him peace out. That's okay. fine. So you have a an unconscious Lord Telex. Who here has rope? I have all the rope. I have so much rope. He could be a mummy. It would be glorious. Yeah, I've got rope too. So I mean, we could like tie him up and like hang him from the ceiling or something. Now, one thing I would suggest: he is. Kind of bleeding out a little bit. Oh yeah, we might want to keep him from dying. Well, I'll I'll give you guys the option. If you want to keep him alive or not, it's up to you. I'm just saying if you're if you're going if you intend on using him for something, I say we keep him alive. I was about this. Strictly speaking, my character alignment says neutral, so I really don't care. We should discuss that. I just kind of put neutral on all of your character alignments. If you guys have a preference. I that was just kind of a filler. I I think we should keep him alive because I think that uh, for him to die would be to not experience the wrath that is due him. Great. Um, question there. Okay. If if we keep him alive, how do we get him to the king? I have an idea. You magical sorts over there. Um, that fog machine thing that you rolled in with, that was glorious. And I think that Biggs can do this silence. I don't know if it can follow us, but he also has uh, some binding uh, abilities, I, I think. Don't make so... me give you guys professional wrestling entrances. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to divulge. No, like, I don't want to fall the, to that. The thing about press the digitation is... I, Technically speaking, I can do things as long as they're harmless or don't really affect anything outside of effect. Like, they, they can't, like, actually change the nature of things. Like, I might be able to make my eyes glow, but they can't actually hurt. Ah, okay. Yes. I've got an idea. And, and I can make cool mist appear, but it can't actually obscure us. You I can, but at a much higher actually... level. But that I don't have that ability right now you do have a level one that does that yeah i, I burned up all my level ones since okay. last campaign between could, last campaign and this one you could use fog cloud but not right now and and it can't follow us like it sits and stays okay oh okay what what i think is i've got a bedroll i'm gonna wrap <laughs> i'm gonna wrap <laughs> up, i'm gonna wrap them up in my bedroll tie rope around it so i can put it around my my uh, shoulders and my back and I'm going to drag him all the way back to the king. We're going to do this the Chicago way. We're just going to roll him up. Roll him up, drag him out. And, <laughs> and the tightness of the bedroll will keep him from bleeding out. And just well, we can we can stabilize him. I would suggest what Liesl just said. Um, he, like, because I he, have, will, he will continue to I have some skill Bleed. at medicine. I believe we have someone here who can just keep him not dead. Not dead is good. Uh, yes, I think, and then I can drag him. I think you have a thing for specifically not not dead. Let me. Yeah, uh, he might have a spell for not dead. A specific not dead thing. I also I just have a medicine skill. Don't don't get him to the point where he feels great just just oh no 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 he will not be feeling great yeah just to the point of not dying uh, he'll like he'll be at transit. the point where we can just give him a good thump on the head and i, I kind of want him to feel the roots and rocks and things as i drag him over the ground to the king but don't, but don't kill him if we kill him 
you won't learn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you need to do one of I two think I'm things. Just taking so, a hard line on the neutral here. Yeah, <laughs> you won't learn nothing. We, we may have to address that later, but that's fine. Um, you guys, so Jonathan, you have uh, access to something called Spare the Dying. Um, you touch a creature that has zero hit points, that creature becomes stable, and that's, it just kind of, he won't bleed out. The problem is he's below zero hit points. So you either, you need to put him back to zero, and then you can just kind of leave him there. And and we need need to do this, like, now, before he just dies. I can do, like, a healing, uh... If you want, I would let you do... Yeah, where's your, um... Like, I would let you use, like, Cure Wounds or something... Yeah. And just, if you want to say you only put him, like, only heal, like, I wouldn't even have you roll the amount. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds good. You can just kind of put him back. Actually, we, you could use Healing Word instead. That does even less. Let's just make sure he's tied up first. Yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. And I think yeah. several of your your um, your, your friends' could probably also use some healing. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, I'm going to assume you guys go ahead and stabilize him, tie him up. Um, Bed roll him. Yes. And then if you want to use, you Ooh, have... this the Chicago way is the thing. <laughs> you know what I can appreciate? The fact that in 5e, they dropped use rope as a skill. <laughs> that way you don't have to do a skill check on, all right, yeah, I Yeah, that would up. not be fun. Okay, so you have something in your channel divinity called Preserve Life. And you can uh, emit an amount of, of healing uh, in a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Uh, so that's 15. And you can divide them amongst whoever you want to. Okay. Now, to my knowledge, I believe, Liesel, you are down, what, 10? Yeah, I have half of my starting point. And William, you're still down some amount past that? I'm down 11, but it's more. Uh, I've got more than half, so I'd say you'll want to heal and, Liesl first. Yeah, I've got a higher yeah. armor class, I think. Has Liesl uh, yeah. done his uh, where we can roll to regain health once a day? Oh, the uh, rolling his hit dice? Uh, yeah, isn't that for a rest? Yeah, you guys would actually have to take a break if you wanted to do that. Never mind. Um, But what you could do is use the Channel Divinity, give ten of it to Liesl, and give the other five to William. Yeah. And that would sort of, that would give William five more, put him back in better shape, and put Liesl back up at four. Thanks for joining us. For more episodes, check out CityOnTheHillGaming.com, iTunes, or other awesome podcast outlets. To contact us, email us at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at cityonahillgame. Thanks, and have a blessed day.